Second time's a charm. Second time is always a charm here at the Media Boat Podcast. Welcome. Today is Wednesday, December the 4th. This is episode something. 203? No. 4? 4. 204. Uh, 204. And then 2-3. So of? 5. The, 205. Whatever the hell. This is why I didn't want to figure it out. Of the Media Boat I Podcast. The Media Boat Podcast, if you don't already know, is your source for oven-baked pastas. I mean, no. Which are really good, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they look good. But if oven-baked pasta was a podcast, <laughs> it would be the, the Media, Media Boat, Boat podcast. podcast. If, also, it was about movies, television, music, and video games. Actually, in that order. Actually, in I that order. I didn't do that on purpose. Like, I was trying to mess it up, but I didn't mess it up. <laughs> so you got your wish. Are you happy? Yes. That's the Media Boat thank Podcast. You, thank you for filling my Christmas wish. Yes. It's not quite Christmas yet. Don't get too ahead of yourself. Yes. All of this and more in the Media Boat Podcast. Uh, this is another edition. We're coming at you live after a couple of weeks. Uh, three weeks. Four. Uh, two weeks. Two weeks of not... Three weeks. Three weeks of not bringing you a live show. Yours, mine, and ours. Right. Three weeks. <laughs> Yours, mine, and ours. <laughs> sure, you could say that. Uh, but yeah, we're back live on YouTube. If you don't know, you can see us live on YouTube. Just search YouTube for Media Boat Podcast. We'll play the we'll do the rest of the plugs at the end of the show. For now, let's get rolling. Yes, we plug it at the end and not at the opening. I just want to mention real briefly since it's been a while since we've been live. Uh, thank you, Stained. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, but yeah, let's get rolling right into the show. We always start the show with the movies section, and we always start the movies section. With the weekend box office numbers. So we both said Frozen would roll over as number one. And roll over it did. But not like into a grave, but like roll yeah. over as number one. Roll over like those monkeys jumping on the bed. Uh, well, no, wait. Roll over, roll over. I don't think that's how that works. That's how that works. I don't think that's how that works. Anyway. Uh, yes, Frozen 2, your number one moving again this week with $85 million dollars. Adding to an already impressive $288 million. It's been out for two weeks, people! Yes, and people will still get that Frozen fix. Yeah, uh, Frozen, I don't need to tell you this, but it will be the one of the more money-making movies of the year. It might even crack the top five, unless Solidified Disney is having all top five. But who are we kidding? Star Wars is going to blow it out of the water. Which is also by <laughs> Disney. But will it get there before the end of the year? We'll get there, we'll see. Uh, with a whole, what, nine days? Uh, let's see. It comes on the 19th, so... Yeah. yeah, 11 days. 11 days of box days. office for their year. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Number two, though, coming in, uh, Ryan jo- speaking of Star Wars, Ryan Johnson's Knives Out with a $26 million debut. Not bad. For a movie probably where that was probably around the budget. <laughs> around $30 million? Yeah, yeah, I would bet. It doesn't seem like a very expensive movie to make. But, uh, yeah, good reviews. Um, I, I, I am very excited to see that. Um, it is still on my list to go see. I uh, didn't see it. My uh, uh, girlfriend and I are considering a uh, Frozen 2 Knives Out double feature. Ooh. Is it like a drive-in? No. I wish. That would be great. I know where a drive-in theater is, but I don't but, think they'll have that as the double feature because uh, those are... Two widely yeah. different audiences. <laughs> also, it's been raining here, and I don't know if I wouldn't want to go to a drive-in while it's raining. Yeah. Bad idea. Seems just a bad like idea. a bad time. Yes. Uh, number three, Ford versus Ferrari, still somehow in the top five. Uh, $13 million, adding to an $81 million total. 
I have uh, two secondhand reviews. Secondhand thoughts on reviews. That. Yes. Oh, is that a new section for the Media Book Podcast? Well, secondhand thoughts. Well, one is Dad Thoughts on it. Oh, okay. Always yes. fun. Always fun. Dad said go see it. It's a great film. I bet this. You know what? It seems like something he'd it like. Seems like something he would like. <laughs> uh, also, from my racing roommate. Racing roommate. Yes, my roommate who likes races in NASCAR. He okay. said it was very interesting to watch. Yeah. However, it is super Hollywood in the fact yeah. that they kind of like Hollywoodize it at the end with oh, the last sure. turn when. Oh yeah. In real life, nobody wins in the last turn. It's always like two five miles down. <laughs> Determined before it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Your mileage, your mileage may vary. <laughs> <laughs> for number four, uh, Queen and Slim, which debuted this week. $11 million. Eh, okay. Yeah. Number yeah. five, rounding out your top five, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. It's second week, $11 million. That's a 34. Eh, Domestic. Eh, it's a doing all right. It, it's just falling in line with the other Tom Hanks film, Saving yeah. Mr. Banks. I bet... Here's my bet. Okay. This is the, when it comes to uh, Oscar season, this is going to be the, hey, we have to give a nod to Tom Hanks movie. It's Tom Hanks. Where it's like, well, it's Tom Hanks, and he wasn't anything else, so that's where you'll see it. So the Meryl Streep thing? Yeah, and nowhere else. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so, maybe. Did he get a nod from Saving Mr. Banks? Yes. Question mark, question mark, question did. mark. I think he did. Surely he did. I think that is your bench there. That's if you got a nod right? for Saving Mr. Banks, then he'll probably get a nod for <laughs> Saving Mr. Rogers. So correct, feel free to correct us. Uh, Media Book Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> or jump into the chat right now if you're watching live. Which you're not, because we have the number right here. Yeah, we do. Anyway. We're <laughs> chatting live with you online. That's your top five. But what's coming out this week? Wait, there's more stuff coming out this week? Guess what? What? The biggest movie of the year. You've been waiting for this one. For, like, my whole life? You've been waiting your whole life for this. Since I was a child, I've been waiting Literally for this. Literally since you were a child. You, uh, just have been dreaming of this opportunity to see this film in theaters. Alright, quit playing with your words and let's get this show on the road. This week, none other than Playmobil the movie. Uh, I believe it's Playmobil colon the movie. <laughs> Yeah, you know Playmobiles? Yes. Those? They're not Legos? Yep. Well, they made a movie. The, the, there's a movie called movie, Playmobiles. Playmobiles, the, the movie. Have you seen a trailer for this thing? No. I have not seen a trailer <laughs> for this thing. I actually meant to walk, look up a trailer for this. <laughs> and completely forgot to do it. I don't know why this exists, but yeah, if you have kids and they like Playmobiles... Then you go watch Frozen. <laughs> then go see Frozen too. But if you still have time and want to waste your money... Go, I guess, see Playmobil the movie. It's so bad. I want to say it's Sony who made this. There's, but don't quote me on so that. So <laughs> there's no way that Frozen doesn't do a third week at number one. Yes. Yeah. This, this lineup. So, yeah, expect another well, week. Well, Frozen's going to do, what, 40, 35, 40? Yeah. It could do it. It could do it. All right, that's it for new releases. So that means we get to move now on to... Do you have any thoughts? Uh, yes, I do. Hey, it's a movie. I finally went to the movies because right. my doctor wanted to go to the movies. Am I still supposed to call her by doctor? I mean, it's up to you. It's up to me. You know, you could call her your wife. I could. <laughs> That's an option you That have. is always an option I have. <laughs> 
Wife doctor. Dr. Wife. I call her Dr. Wifey. Yeah. Dr. Wifey? <laughs> yes. Wow. Because she calls me hubby, and for yeah. me to call her wifey, it just seems short. <laughs> so I need to elongate it to Dr. Wifey. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so you saw Frozen 2. So, so we saw Frozen 2. Yes, the two of you. Yes, not we as in us. No, but I did not. I opted out because opted I wanted out. you guys to sit together, and I didn't want to be a third wheel. Um, so Matt, you're never a third wheel. That's cute, but... <laughs> <laughs> you guys had a nice date night, and you guys yes. saw Frozen 2. Yes, we had our, well, I guess technically back home date yeah. night, movie night. And we saw Frozen 2 amongst a bunch of kids. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yes, and we were part There's like, a reason why I did not see it in we the were last like, Oh, look, oh. <laughs> Yeah. But besides that, the, the movie, Frozen 2. Yes, the movie, the film. Uh, sequel to Frozen. You don't say. It is a surprising fact how many people do not know this is a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> They've lived under a rock for the last decade, maybe. Well, even the title, Frozen 2, does not give it away. <laughs> uh, no, not at no. all. Nope. Uh, so, okay. All right, so, so... Tell me, tell me, spin me a tale. Weaving you a tale. So, you know how Frozen 1, I guess, uh-huh. Frozen OG, yes. was about family and coming together and bond of sisters. Sure, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things I loved so much about Frozen. Is how um, you have your bond with your sister. Is Well, no, not specifically my bond with my sister, oh. but that it told a story that isn't told a lot in uh, children's entertainment, which is true love can be about siblings. True love does not always have to be a romantic love. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, Frozen 2 does... Does not do that. Does not do from that. From what I understand. No. <laughs> it said it talks about home and finding your home and finding where you belong uh-huh. and something that... Sort of was touched on in the first film, mm-hmm. but more expands on in the uh, sequel. Correct me if I'm wrong. But You're wrong, but go ahead. seems a little uh, more predictable. Uh, yes. Yeah, a little bit more formulaic. It feels more formulaic, but the last third of the film definitely isn't. Okay. But you have to get there. All right. So, yeah, as I was watching it, like, I felt like, okay, they're going through the tropes. This is clearly, they have a literal uh, call to adventure. <laughs> of course. The, the wind literally calls them to adventure. Yeah. And off they go. That kind of reminds me of the uh, the Wisps and Brave. A little bit. A little bit, where it's like, all right, a little bit. really little didn't bit. have any sort of thing to move this character, so here's a really arbitrary thing. That we created. Well, that's kind of what this is, too. Is, yeah. Is we set this up to, like, talk about home and how things don't change. And how you want everything to stay the same. But the whole movie is about things that change. Things all will always be changing. And you have to either stick with it and be swallowed up. Or roll with it and learn and grow mm-hmm. from it. Adapt. Adapt. Be adaptful. Adaptable. Uh, uh, sure. Or make up words like adaptful. Adaptful. <laughs> uh, that's how you adapt. You have to be adaptful. <laughs> yeah, you, you just got to roll with it. You roll with the new, new words. Roll with new vocabulary. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's what this film's mostly about. Uh-huh. It's changing, accepting the change, and then just growing with the change. Okay. I do like the music in this. I listened to the soundtrack again okay. recently, and... 
Yeah, I like it. They write some uh, those Lopez couple. Yeah, they, they write some good music. Show of what they do. Uh, is there anything that is a Let It Go topper, or is Let It Go still the thing? I want. I'm gonna safely say Let It Go is still the thing, yeah. and kind of will still be the thing. It is literally the peak of the mountain. Y- yeah, and that moment. So basically, what I want to know is that does anything in Frozen Two outdo the sequence, the Let It Go sequence in Frozen One? It is still some of the most like Graphically, impressive stuff. Yes. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I would hope six years later <laughs> that they could do some more impressive things with the animation. But that's not what I'm talking about. I yeah, mean, I like mean. the impact of that scene, like no. the feeling that you got like, the first time that you a saw a literal Frozen. showstopper. Yeah, like they definitely. try it. They try, they try it, it twice. Okay. And both times are visually stunning, but at the same time, just the. Just because, like, you have that let it go impact in your head already. Yeah. Like, you're, I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, this is their let it go moment. Okay, no, now this is their let it go moment. <laughs> okay, no, now this really is their let it go moment. There. Yeah. Which makes sense because it's a hard act to follow. I oh, mean, it definitely when you do is. something like that in a movie, you can only do so much with its sequel. Right, and they do. They do what they, they can. They do what they can. That's good. They, they play with Elsa's origin stories. Mm-hmm. They play with the mother. Uh, they play with, like, where you belong, like, what's best for you as a person, and where do you find home, and how do you grow. Mm. They play with all the characters, too, not just Anna and Elsa, okay. but Kristoff and Olaf as well. That's good. So, it, does it feel more like an ensemble thing this time than it specifically does. about the Elsa? Olaf felt forced Everywhere. Well, they did in the first movie too. To be fair, yes. Like they don't need to give Olaf as much screen time as they no. do. It's just they know they have to because there's a certain audience that will tune out if Olaf's not on the screen. Oh yeah. Well, that's why I was like so happy when they like decided to go away from the Olaf yeah. storyline. Yeah. Like halfway through the film. Like we don't and, need this. No, I think they even realized that they didn't need that. And like, if like, could we just like do away with them somehow? And sure enough, they found a way. But at the same time, they also gave Olaf a new look because you gotta sell those toys. You got to. You gotta have a new look for merchandising. And it's a good film. I'm not gonna immediately say one of my top five of the year. Yeah, that's but the vibe definitely I'm about a good this film. Thing, is that so? I, you know how we had the same feelings about. Incredibles 2? Yeah. Exact same feelings. Where it's like, it's so hard to follow something that I think it's fair to say a lot of people think was like an instant classic Mm -hmm. upon its debut. Say what you will about Frozen. Personally, I have complicated feelings about it. I really liked it when it came out. Uh, My feelings, like after multiple, like countless views have maybe weakened a little bit. And I think Moana is a better version of the same kind of formula. Mm-hmm. That being said, I can't blame people for being like, well, this is kind of frozen again, and it's, you know, it's good, but frozen exists. Right, but also, <laughs> frozen exists, you wouldn't have this film. Because this is not a, a this storyline is not where you start this storyline. Frozen is where you start the storyline. Yeah, so yeah, like, in Incredibles 2... It's the same thing. You yeah. don't start your storyline with Incredibles 2. You start it with Incredibles. 
And and yeah, like yeah, I mean, Incredibles too. It's hard to even remember. Did that come out this year? That was last year. Okay, good. I was like freaking out. Toy Story Four was was this year. Wow, that feels like that was ancient times. But Toy Story Four was this year. That seems like a long time ago too. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, like it's that's an interesting comparison to make because yeah, they're both follow ups to impossibly like revered movies. Yes. So I don't know. But it's good to it's know good. that at least there's a there's a third act twist. Yeah. Which I, I, I have no idea that I'm going to go in clean about. No. And the fact that they do kind of make a little bit more of a push to do more of an ensemble thing. It is. That's heartening to hear. And I'm excited to see what the kind of things that they do. It is. It's the push to stand on your own two feet to find your home to make stake your claim. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good twist because it like... I, without spoiling too yeah. much, like the twist solidifies why this film needed to exist. They, they found a Toy than, Story four esque reason to make this, rather than uh, what like we got yeah. uh, uh, with our um, sequel straight to DVDs, where <laughs> or straight to VHS. Yeah. Sorry, I have to date myself yeah. here. Straight to VHS sequels, yeah. where everything happens in this adventure, but at the very end, it has to stay the same because everything needs to be wrapped within right. the storyline. It was the problem Disney always got themselves into when they would do a prequel movie. Yeah. It was like, well, we know what this, how this ends because we've seen the other movie. Right. So, yeah, like, that's good to know that they do something that's more drastic than that. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, I will hopefully maybe see that this weekend, but uh, we'll see okay. if that happens. Um, yeah, it's a good film. Definitely yeah. worth watching if you haven't already watched it, if you're not part of that 250 million. Media book podcast patented scale, what do you say? Is it, uh, go see it. Go see it? All right. So don't wait for it to be on Disney Plus. Nope, uh, you're gonna be waiting probably till no, like oh. March. Yeah, you're just there's just a hundred days after right. initial release. Jeez, that's not a whole lot of a lot of time these days. No, it's not easy to think about. Anyway, uh, okay, cool. The uh, anything else, or can we move on to movie news? I think we move on to movie news because I didn't see anything else. No, I did not either. Let's just go. So, let's, let's just move, move right on, on to movie news. First story is about our, uh, the, some people call them the Disney of the East, Studio Ghibli. Ghibli or Ghibli? So, I used to say Ghibli. Yeah, it's Ghibli. Apparently, it's Ghibli. Apparently, it's a soft J. Oh, okay. Sound. Thank you, Jif. Yeah, who knew? Uh, Studio Ghibli, the Tokyo-based studio. Uh, of course, who brought you such classics as Princess Mononoke, My Neighbor Totoro, etc., etc., etc. Academy Award-winning Spirited Away. Yes. Uh, they will release their entire catalog of animated films for digital purchase for the first time ever on December 17th. I did not know this. I thought you could just buy no, it anywhere. No, they have been pretty stingy uh, with their release. That was kind of... Their thing is mm-hmm. that you could only get them on their pricey DVD sets. Um, and the one-two punch of first HBO Max announcing that they were going to have streaming rights to the Ghibli catalog. Mm-hmm. And now them saying they're going to post them on digital is a huge change for them. Yeah. Um, the films will be available to purchase in both English and Japanese languages on all of the major digital platforms. Like I just mentioned, they previously announced an exclusive U.S. streaming deal with HBO Max for the Studio Ghibli library starting in May. 
The catalog includes Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, The Wind Rises, The Tale of Princess Kaguya. Kaguya. Uh, I mean, there's, there's by, a bunch more. Porco, Porco Rosso. Rosso. Uh, Kiki uh, Service. Ponyo. Ponyo. Yep. Um, yeah, I think we named most of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All the good ones. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this will be a good opportunity for a lot of people who missed them. Or didn't want to uh, spend the money for that like three hundred dollar Blu-ray set mm-hmm. uh, to um, to watch some of these movies, and some of these movies are really great. Or to own in your Google, uh, our Apple iTunes catalog, digital locker. Yeah, digital locker. So you <laughs> own it. You can watch it offline. Yeah, this is unrelated, but uh, or semi-related. But uh, I actually watched Princess Mononoke for the first time this calendar year. Ooh, I watched it a few uh, months ago. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty impressive. I see what the big deal is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that thing is over 20 years old now. So, uh, yeah, I recommend all of these films. Uh, they're all really great. Uh, Miyazaki stuff is consistently awesome. So go yep. check them out. The reason why he never left. Yeah. <laughs> will never reason leave. Why he's still not <laughs> retired, even though he's retired three times. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, that's it for that. Mm. Moving on. It's award season! You know it's December when awards are coming out. So not the big ones yet, but we are talking about the Gotham Awards. Well, no, this is not the award you give to Batman. No, it's not the award where the Riddler comes out and makes you guess who's winning no. the award. No, and no, Joker is not is not the winner of all these categories, thank God. Joker is not even nominated. Hell yes! <laughs> no, the Gotham Independent Film Awards were handed out in New York, where Noah Baumbach's Marriage Story... Won all four awards it was nominated for, including Best Feature. You have an award show in New York, you give the awards to a New Yorker. Well, just the rule. Woody Allen was not available. And that's a whole other conversation. Yes. Adam Driver won Best Actor, and Noah Baumbach himself won for Best Screenplay, as well as the Audience Award. Marriage Story is that's the Netflix one, right? Yes, it was going to be on Netflix. I don't know if it uh, is currently or not. It was, I think. But, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the... Maybe. Because it already happened. I th- I know they've been advertising it, yeah, along with like The Irishman, which is also I think currently on Netflix. Right, but yeah, those two um, are like the hot current hot ticket items uh, to they? watch. Yeah, I don't know. I know Irishman is on there because I need to watch yeah, it. Yeah, they're on there. Yeah, but Marriage Story is uh, the Noah Baumbach film. Uh, what is Marriage Story about? Ah, uh, so the film is about Adam Driver negotiating custody of his son with their mother, played by Scarlett Johansson. Who, by the way, did not win Best Actress. She It was impossible for her to win. Had she, she was, was not nominated. Not nominated. <laughs> that would be a good reason. See, if she had just been a tree in that film, then maybe she would have gotten that nomination. <laughs> she so, so desperately wants to be a tree. Uh, this, uh, the, 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 that award, by the way, went to Aquafina. Surprise! In The Farewell. Yes, that Aquafina. Aquafina. On the TV side, When They See Us won the Breakthrough Series long-form category. It beat out Chernobyl, which I was a little bit upset about, yeah. but, yeah. And uh, Hulu's Pin upset. 15 won in the short-form category. Comedy. I remember uh, no, uh, hearing good things about that thing mm-hmm. when it came out, but I completely lost track of time and never watched it. Right. I think it was originally called Pen 15 Club, and they changed it to just, it just Pen 15. 15. Yeah. Um, recent Gotham Award winners... In case you're wondering what won in the past. Yes. Why should why should I care about who wins these awards? Include Call Me By Your Name, Moonlight, which one? Which Spotlight, one? Which one? Birdman, which one? Boyhood, which one? and The Hurt Locker. Which one? <laughs> one, two, three, four of those went on to win Best Picture after that. Yeah. 
Not all of them, but four of them. That's not bad odds. No. Bear story, however, I, maybe it, it's nominated, but I think that they're the inherent Academy anti-Netflix bias will mm. keep that thing from winning. It will probably get a nomination. I think. Um, other award winners yeah. for this include Moonrise Kingdom. We see yeah. how that went. I am so burned after last year's debacle with Roma <laughs> that I will never, ever put my money on a Netflix on a Netflix movie in when it comes to Oscar season. Yeah, I feel like that was irredeemable. I'm it just was. so stupid. They gave it the foreign still. award. I can't. No, no. They gave it the foreign award. and They gave it the director. I can't. I can't. I just couldn't give it the overall. I can't with you, Green Book. <laughs> can't. Oh, that's right. Green Book Green one. Book. See, no one remembers because it didn't earn it. No. Anyway. I-, I was going to say The Shape of Water one, but no, that was that two was years year ago. Before. That was the year before. <laughs> Green Book. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. All right. That's it for movie news. Yeah. I had, I had a and lot I mean, of... that's it for movie news. Yeah, I had a lot of fun... T- Trying to tell people how Green Book sh- won, but shouldn't have won. Shouldn't have won. Well, uh, the, we'll get more in, uh, into more Academy Award talk in the coming weeks because nominations. You're right around they're the corner. They're coming. They're next the corner. week, I think. I think they might be next week. It's either tomorrow, Thursday, or the <laughs> following Thursday. It'd be insane if it was tomorrow. I haven't heard anything. It's got to be next week. It's got. Oh, they always do it on a Thursday, so, so it'll probably be next Thursday. So probably next not Thursday. next week's being a boat podcast, but the week after that, right? Uh, we will talk about unless it, it is tomorrow, unless and then we'll have it next yeah, week. We'll see. But yeah, we are always excited for Oscar yes. nominations. Yeah, this year I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who the frontrunners are. Um. Well. They'll tell us. Yeah, we'll see. All right, that's it for uh, everything movie news. So yeah. let's move on. Uh, oh, real quickly, in movie news, uh, today uh, released the trailer for the new James Bond film. Yeah. Uh, t- time Never Dies? Ta- uh, no. no. No Time to Die. Yeah, No Time to Die. Yes. Maybe. Yes, The Death of Time is currently <laughs> out to watch, so make the time to go watch Death of Bond, maybe. Maybe. Maybe Bond Death. All right. All right. Moving on to television. television. And we only start television with the Sports Corner. And what a Sports Corner do we have? Because it is Championship Saturday. Championship Saturday. That's college football for you. Yep. The Ohio State. You have to say the. It is required. The Ohio State against the Wisconsin. Please say the numbers. I just because I'm, I need refreshers. Yes. The number one ranked. There you go. The Ohio State. Yes. And the number eight ranked Wisconsin. Yes, Wisconsin can upset the number one ranked here. Maybe, maybe not, but they have been looking good in the past. Okay. Uh, then we also have number two ranked LSU. Yep. Versus number four ranked Georgia. Uh, in the SEC yeah. title game. Um. Georgia could make the upset here and squeak into the college playoffs. Squeak, squeak. Number uh, the next one, number three ranked Clemson versus number twenty-two ranked Virginia in a lopsided win. Yeah, uh, right. Clemson's gonna unless something drastic happens like an injury. Clemson is gonna win, not just one injury, but like multiple. <laughs> I'm talking like a crash on the four hundred five pileup injury. Gross. Yeah, I know. 
where like you have to take like three carts out there just to clear everything. Mm-hmm. But unless something drastic like that happens, Clemson should get the title here and get the bid for the playoffs. Then uh, we have number five ranked Utah versus number 14 Oregon. This is the interesting one. Because Alabama lost, they are no longer guaranteed. They lost twice. I was They're thinking no... that, like, where is Alabama? In because all this? Alabama lost twice this year, they're no longer guaranteed a playoff spot. Wow. Uh, however, they are still ranked Roll tight fourth. indeed. However, they are still ranked fourth. Oh. But Utah is ranked fifth. And with a with an impressive showing in the Pac twelve championship against Oregon, I'm talking putting up fifty points and shutting them down. Wow. Then they should <laughs> get that bid into that final slot. Interesting. And it'll be the first time a Pac-12 team has made it. Oh, good. Yeah. That'll be good. Uh, we also have number six ranked Oklahoma versus number seventh ranked Baylor. Baylor. Uh, this is the... Baylor. I know. It's not Baylor. Big 10? 12? 12? Big this 12. This is Big 12. Oh, right. Big 12. None of this matters. with the Big 3, which is that weird basketball league. Uh, big three is also referenced in This Is Us, but not the basketball. That's what they call the kids, the big three. That's that's a stupid thing. They're triplets. <laughs> Still stupid. Okay. Go the Big Twelve. Yes, Big Twelve. Uh, none of this really matters except for bragging rights for the next year. I only say that because you have to win these yeah. championship games to be uh, one of the games playing in New Year's uh-huh. or the past New Year's for those big bowl games. Mm-hmm. Big, big bowl like games. Tostitos uh, Salsa Bowl. Uh, it, Fiesta Bowl. So. It's no longer the Tostitos Fiesta know, Bowl. I know, but it I, is always going to be the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. I know it will heart. always be the Tostitos. It's yes. the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, but no. It's, it's always the Tostitos <laughs> right. Fiesta Bowl. You're right. Uh, happy 25th anniversary PlayStation. Yes. Uh, we also have... We will not get that later because that is not a story. No, that's not a story. Uh, we have number 16 ranked Memphis versus number 21 ranked Cincinnati. AAC? Uh, AAC. Yep. Yeah, it's not the AARP, but the AAC. <laughs> uh, this is just another title game, like I said, for bull bids. Okay. Uh, number 19, Boise State against... Hawaii, which does not have a ranking. Yes, this is the Mountain <laughs> West title game uh, for our local Mountain West so team here. Why, why, why does Hawaii not have a ranking? They, they are currently unranked. They are not in the top AP 25. Wow. So they are not necessarily that bad, but there's just 25 teams better than them, at least. Got it. And uh, Na- Army-Navy. The classic Army-Navy game. <laughs> yeah. Um, Presumably, the president will show up for this. And get booed again? Presumably. <laughs> As it seems to be par for the course now every time where he shows, so, shows up somebody. Well, he's currently uh-huh. leaving the NATO alliance uh-huh. meeting. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that sounds like that went swimmingly. Apparently, uh, had a yelling ma- match with uh, uh, French President Macron. Yes, he did not like the Macrons <laughs> they were serving. <laughs> Macarons. I got it. Yes. You didn't need to explain the joke. All right, that's it. <laughs> that's it for college football. I don't know. Watch it if you like college football. Hey, it's championship. Bowls. It's bowl game. Bowls and bowls and bowls. Uh, but that it's does mean right. that following uh, Super College Bowl Saturday yeah. is, or Championship Saturday, is Selection Sunday. And oh. this Sunday, we will have all of our bowl games scheduled. Cool. 
So get your bowls ready. Yes, get your uh, get your office pools ready of who's going to have the best brackets. If your office pool, if your office cares about college football, mine so, does not. Hey, all you have to do is just create a list and say, pick, pick, pick them. What if I make up a bunch of stuff and will I still can I still have them pick up? Yes. Okay. Cool. You can you can Try put that. out teams like that and say say <laughs> Tigers versus Bears. <laughs> No, 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 no college know. team. Just yeah. Tigers versus Bears. Yeah, just actual Tigers with actual <laughs> Bears who would win in the game of football. All right, uh, that's it for that. Fantasy football playoffs for professional, for, I guess, fantasy professional football. Fantasy professional players. happening. Yeah, that is currently starts this weekend for regular season leagues. Uh, you get your semis this week, finals next week, and then championships Right after. There you go. And then uh, other sports still happen. Other sports are currently still happening, yes. However, we have TV news to talk about. Yes. Uh, I think we're done. With yeah, we're done with sports. Yeah. I don't know. Wake me up when uh, baseball comes back. All right. <laughs> Spring training. Yeah. Right around the corner. Almost End there. of May. End of May. Almost there. All right. That's it for... Uh, and you know we're going to go as soon as um, uh, Mark and Cole move to Phoenix. We're going to have to go there. For spring training. For spring training. Oh yeah. And all oh, and also to see them. Yes. No, okay. <laughs> so do we know when that's actually happening? That's not podcast material. We'll talk about Okay. Alright. <laughs> Shout out to Shout our out to Mark, Mark and Nicole. Alright, anyway. Uh, let's move on to television news. First story. Hey, we talked about this before. This is a follow-up story about the Viacom and CBS merger. Guess what? It's a happening. It's on. They made their merger official, and Viacom, CBS, no space, one word, uh, CBS in all caps. Viacomcubus? Yes. Is born with eight streaming services already under its belt. They include CBS All Access, CBS Sports HQ, Showtime, ET Live, CBSN, BET Plus, Noggin, and Pluto TV. Hmm, that's a quite a lot of variety there. But guess what? You don't have to spend too much on their streaming networks because CBSN, CBS Sports HQ, ET Live, and Pluto TV are all free. How nice of them. With ads. Ads supported free. Well, it's like uh, it's free TV. It's basically streaming cable. There's going to be ads in between them, in between yeah. for commercial breaks, but it's free. So I don't know. This for is now. this is really a new story. This is basically just telling you the thing that we told you was going to happen happened. Yep. So yeah, uh, consolidation continues to happen, uh, and this is a good example of it. Yep. Uh, this also just means that CBS is trying to build up their streaming service to get into the fight because. Fight's a Bruin. It's a Bruin. Yes. It's a, it's a little bear. It's a Bruin. Speaking... Okay, so speaking of mergers here... Yes. Uh, we had a merger earlier this year of AT&T buying up Warner. We did. Well, and we're still seeing the after effects of that. Including, after 15 years with the company, Christina Miller, president of Warner Media's Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, Boomerang, and TCM, announced that she would be leaving at the end of the year. She said, quote, this is not a decision I came to lightly. Ultimately, it feels like the right time for me to leave and take a little time to think about what comes next. This marks the latest top-level executive departure at Warner Media Network following its purchase by AT&T. Miller was asked to stay on by the new Warner Media leadership, but opted to leave. 
She has led the kids and young adults division for the last five years, where she was responsible for all aspects of the business, including global oversight of content development and production and franchise management. So you have her to thank uh, for all your Cartoon Network faves of the last five years. So um, I want to thank her directly for uh, greenlighting and then uh, later canceling OKKO. (laughs) Because at least it got to exist. So yeah, I thought you'd go with uh, Steven Universe. <laughs> well, that would have been before her tenure if it was five years, right? Uh, no, slightly before. Yeah, right before. So, so yeah. Well, but... she was in the development before she became the so, head. Okay, so maybe she was part of it. Yeah. And whether or not she was directly involved or not, uh, she's definitely uh, spearheaded a lot of. Uh, been there while the network has spearheaded a lot of cool mm-hmm. things, like uh, in, including this year's uh, Infinity Train miniseries. Yep. Like, there's, they've been doing really cool stuff on Cartoon Network. Um, Adult Swim is consistent as ever. I mean, Rick and Morty uh, returning this year is a sign of that and being mm-hmm. renewed for, like, a billion episodes. 80. So the, the environment, it seems healthy over there. Yeah. Uh, but mean, that, I mean, you said it seems healthy, but that makes me question this new environment coming in because, as we have noted, a lot of leadership has left Warner Media. I would bet that there are a lot of people in the old guard who are very used to how Warner act, uh, acted as, quote, independent, even though it's really hard to call a company as massive as Warner Brothers independent. Right. But AT&T is probably way more corporate. And so I'd imagine that if I was in a high-ranking position at Warner, used to how things operated, I would be leery of having some stiffs come into my office looking very, very corporate, and changing things up a little bit. Yeah. I Even if that hasn't happened yet, I would be worried that it could. And I would. I don't blame someone like Miller being like, uh, I'm going to check out other things, other options that I have mm-hmm. in my career. I'm still young. I can still have, like, I still have time to do all this other stuff. Right. Instead of risking having all the things that I want to do sh- potentially shut down by the corporate overlords. Being locked in for five years and just mm-hmm. getting turned away at every turn. Or if something goes sour, being look- like having people think that you're responsible for it mm-hmm. because you're the name right. when it's something that you couldn't control. So I get it. It's the same reason why a lot of people are, and we've reported on this, mm-hmm. are leaving Sony right now in the PlayStation division yep. is because the new console new generation. generation is on the, the horizon they want to get out now so that way they're not responsible or have to basically press the restart button for the new generation. They've so. already seen what happens because they've yeah. lived through the PS3 Been era. Through a, uh, four. Been through a cycle. The, yeah, PS3. Four. This is the end of the four going into five. I know, but they <laughs> were at the company during three and saw yeah. how that oh, I turned see what you mean. going into four. And they want to leave on the high note of four like yeah. two was. Whatever the reason risk that. is... Like transitions like this, you always have a mass exodus. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I'm curious as to how much corporate synergy, cross pollination they want to have going on. I mean, AT and T probably wants so badly to be Comcast. Yeah, that's what's happening. They want to be Comcast. They want to have their fingers in all of the content distribution. They want to become a content company, and that's why they bought Warner in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I think the answer to that question is they want it all. They want to be involved in everything. So I think that they will put their feelers down into the individual networks and really try to try to change how it is and try to make it into a money-making enterprise even more so than it already is. Hmm. HBO Max and how they're ramping that up yep. is a perfect example of that. Yeah. They want that thing to be a Disney Plus killer. It, 
It makes me weary, though, because you got to put out good content mm-hmm. and not just something that's super formulaic. You got to have yeah. fresh blood. You got to have fresh ideas. You got to have something that sparks people's interest, not something run of the mill by the numbers, which, granted, that's what CBS comedies and <laughs> their um, dramas have pretty much been for the last that's 10, 15 years. for them years. to figure out, though. We're talking about Warner. I know. <laughs> So, yeah. I'm still at the big CBS right. Viacom merger yeah. as well into this. Compared, yeah. I mean, yeah, compared, they have a bigger uphill battle for sure. Right. Because they're not nearly as strong of a giant <laughs> telecommunications monster as <laughs> AT&T Warner is or as Disney is. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. Uh, but, yeah, this is this is what has wrought the consolidation era has wrought. <laughs> All right. Let's stop thinking about that. Okay. That, thank God. And let's move on. To, uh, do you have any thoughts about television this week? Watching uh, television? I did. Or I do. Um, I watched the Casey Musgraves Christmas special. I listened to the Casey Musgraves Christmas special on Spotify. Does that count? Okay. So it's kind of like watching it. All right. So tell me what you thought about the music. I just imagined what was happening. And really, it was like I basically watched it. Mm. Because it's not too dissimilar from what I understand. It's not. Uh, I don't know. It seemed all right. It seemed like the, the best songs were stuff that was already on her previous christmas record Mm -hmm. so it wasn't anything really new the duets that were new were fine uh i feel like she like didn't really give lana del rey like time to be lana del rey in their duet i wasn't super impressed by it i thought it was cute and i thought some of the the comedy bits in between the songs were cute but it was like eh, it's fine it exists that's how i felt except i got the joy of looking at Casey Musgraves. <laughs> sure. That's part of it. <laughs> so I got to see all of her randomness costume changes. Yeah. Uh, even though this is supposed to be like the Christmas Eve episode where yeah. you're getting ready for Christmas and guests keep popping in. I did like how it seems to like play with the very concept of the Christmas special. Yeah. But you know what that 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 are also kind of felt already done. Did you watch the Netflix um, uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse Christmas special that they did? Uh, I two think years we ago? watched that together. That felt this felt like that in the way where it's like let's take the concept of how people used to do mm-hmm. Christmas specials on TV and let's make fun of it the whole time. That and I feel like that did it first and better. And so this doing that again, I was like, oh, I've kind of seen this. Yeah, but uh, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen this concept done before, yeah, sure, it could be interesting and fun. But by no means is this going to be an instant classic. It's fine. It's fine. It's. I watched it. I enjoyed what I saw. Yeah. I enjoyed what I heard. But I'm not gonna like spring to watch it again. It just reminded me of how good uh, that Christmas record she put out is. So my recommendation is. Give this a listen on Spotify. Don't give Amazon your time or money. Um, and just that you'll get everything you need out of it. Except then, for the visuals. And then but if you just look at a picture of Casey Musgraves. <laughs> yeah, while you're doing it. You'll, you'll get the exact same feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that's that's our solution here. And then then go back and listen to her Christmas records she put out because it's all of that. Most of the songs she did there, and uh, it's it's really good. Yep, and then listen to Golden Hour because you yes, should. And also because yeah, you just should. Because you just should. All right. Uh, let's see. Anything else? else on television? Um, I watched the CMAs. Well, I didn't watch, but I was forced to watch the CMA Christmas special. Okay. Also, because it was the interlude to it, 
Um, you're not special, Brad Paisley, or whatever that special was. Oh yeah, Brad Paisley thinks he's special. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand why either <laughs> of these existed. Because he thinks he's special. I well either that or the CMA Christmas. I didn't understand why <laughs> I don't either of them existed. Because they have time. I guess. To fill I mean, in the hall, in like clearly, the some people tuned in to enjoy it, to listen to it, uh, but. My main takeaway was Chris Young. Uh-huh. I want to make sure I get that right. Chris Young just sings circles around everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Even Brad Paisley. Well, he wasn't a part of that. But yeah, Brad Paisley thing was super dumb. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I didn't understand why this thing needed to exist. It was just super <laughs> dumb. I thought I was like, oh, like it's going to be like his birthday or something. <laughs> no. 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 It's a vanity project. Just, just, just uh, clearly a vanity project. Yeah. Uh, just to get Brad Paisley's name out there and see, like, see, he's not just the Do guy from really Nationwide. Need to get Brad Paisley's quote name out there, unquote, to prove that he's not just the guy from Nationwide. But that's the thing is, like, I feel like he's already he, the big name. Like, he's been a big name for almost actually, I think, two decades now. Yeah, because I remember, like, but when's last time he was like irrelevant on the Billboard or like like pop music, like two decades ago? Exactly. So. <laughs> As, uh, according to Stane... We're getting old. It's been a while. Yeah, we're getting old. I can't believe 1999 was 2018. Yep. Anyway. Anyways, yeah, I don't know why that existed, but... Chris right, Young, by the way, are you ready to get 2000s nostalgia starting next year? Yeah. Can you believe that? I mean, it's already going to hit. I'm not ready. I'm, I'm ready for, like, solid colors everywhere. It'll be 20 years from the swing music comeback next year. Can you <laughs> believe that? Remember that? Gap commercials in Lubega? Yep. Get ready. Uh, uh, I mean, everything comes back again. <laughs> speaking of coming back again, Backstreet Boys. They, they never left. All right, that's it. We need to stop talking. Well, they'll about, be coming back. We again. are full of uh, segues today. I know. Just uh, we're, we're having a segue sale. Segway please, please yeah, come please purchase, purchase this. Speaking of stuff in the early two thousands. <laughs> God, we need to move on. Okay. Let's stop talking about this, and let's talk about cancellations and renewal. Oh, right. What am I no longer talking about? More accurately, just renewal singular, because we have one renewal, no cancellations. Schooled. Period. The The second season of Schooled has been picked up for ten more episodes. Uh, That is the spinoff of the Goldbergs that takes place in the 90s. Yes, it got picked up for ten more episodes of the current second season. Which will air in the spring. So in they're going to start writing them and then shoot them. And then they'll run into your spring finale there. So, hey, congratulations, Schooled. People are watching you. You got episodes. Which means you're not on that cancellation bubble quite yet. Good for you. And that's it. So we move now on to deaths. Unfortunately, we have three deaths. This three week. deaths? Three. Oof. Uh, first up, Shelley Morrison, age 83, was an actor. Uh, you may have seen them in Will, Will and Grace, among other things. She was the maid in Will and Grace. Ah, I see. Dorothy Fontana, age 80, a writer, wrote for things such as Star Trek, the original series. Uh, one of the more constant writers on Star Trek series. Okay. And then lastly, Gene Warren Jr., age 77, an Academy Award winner for special effects artistry. Terminator, Critters, Pet Cemetery, True Lies, The Abyss. So a lot of uh, big effects big pieces 80s. in the 80s there. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Those will be missed. That's it for death. So I hand this over to you and we start talking about 
La Musica. Okay, well, we start music with the Billboard, and we start Hobbit. the Billboard with the Hot 100. Hottest. All right. It's hot. It's hot, hot, it's hot. It's hot in this town. Um, back at number one, Circles by Post Malone. Still hanging there. Number two, Someone You Loved by Louis Capaldi. Stop me if you've heard these before. Number three, Good as Hell by Lizzo. Uh-huh. Number four, Memories by Maroon 5. But wait, there's a twist. Yes, at number five, we have Roxanne. <laughs> Not that Roxanne. Not that Roxanne, but Roxanne by Arizona Zervas. I don't know what this is, but this is number five this week. I would like to hilariously think this is just a cover of Roxanne. I wish, but no. It may not. or may not actually it be. It isn't. Uh, but... We move on into the Billboard 200. What about my albums? At Short. number one, you have a love letter to you for... Me? For what? No, no, this is the fourth love letter to you. <laughs> oh, okay. It's But it's by Trippy Red. Trippy Red. Triple Red. Trippy Red. Trippy Red. Trippy Red. Uh, number, number two... I'll confuse some numbers here. <laughs> There's a lot of numbers to speak of. So number one was a love letter <laughs> to you for... Four. Number two yes, is nine, nine by Jason Aldean. Number three <laughs> is Frozen 2, the soundtrack. Do the math at home, everybody. <laughs> but number four uh-huh. is Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone. <laughs> yeah. And number five is When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go by Billie Eilish. Um, I'm presuming that the Billie Eilish bump is because of her... Being prominently featured in a lot of award shows slash end of year list recap stuff. stuff that's been happening the last couple of yes, weeks. Yes, people have been thinking about Billie Eilish putting, again, including Drake. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's not even go there. It's so stupid. I hate. I hate. You Drake. hate everything about that. Drake is just the worst now. I don't know why. Are you just he now figuring this out? That he is the He's worst? He's always kind of in the worst, but in like kind of a Kanye-style turn is just that the more that we have to deal with his stupid like stuff, like the more we as a society realize how stupid it is. I'm just finally happy that society is getting on my level of nerves <laughs> that I've always had with Drake. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't know what that guy's doing with his... He's 36! And? Why does he act like he's 36? I don't know. Why Why doesn't Bleak 80, 182 act like they're 23? Because they don't remember what age they are. <laughs> What's their age again? I don't know. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on to, um, oh, wait, um, new releases. Yes, what am I listening to this week? I don't know what you're listening to this week. There's not a lot. But here are the new releases. <laughs> There's nothing. Yeah, first up, we have iTunes, 2011 to 2019. <laughs> it's not iTunes. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just tunes <laughs> from 2011 to 2019 yes. by Burial. LP1 One. by Liam Payne. So, I think remember that's how LP. a few weeks ago you were like, oh, Liam Gallagher, is that the Liam from One Direction? And no, it's not. This is the Liam from One Direction. So, Liam Payne is putting out <laughs> an album... Which is just his initials, yeah. LP, which is also, well, no, yeah, also an LP. An LP, yes. It's a double meaning, see? One. Because it's the, the first, first one. one. All right. And lastly, Romance is Not Dead as Romance, Romance by Camila Cabello is out. Yeah. Just in time to not make... Not be eligible for any awards because it's going to come out in between awards. 
eligibility. Yep. And so it's going to be like, hey, we've been listening to the album for a full year. Oh, wait. That's because we have but because honestly, eligible. Camilla Cabello is so big right now. She does not need that. The like, this book? thing will do really well because just on the just on the strength of how hot she is right now. Like... Scenario. And also, just how hot she is. I mean, yes, also right now. But, but, but yeah, the, the, just the popularity of Senorita as a single this year. Mm-hmm. She could just ride that for the rest of her life, probably. Probably at least for the next four years. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, she's actually her other singles are, are good too. Actually, that that single liar she has is is really catchy too. Right, but uh, the same way has Iggy Azalea and Juicy J rode the coattails of Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <are> you... <laughs> you mean Jesse J? Yes. <laughs> juicy. I think there is also a Juicy. There J. is also a Juicy J. <laughs> he was a rapper. Yeah, he does. He's on that Katy Perry song. Exactly. <laughs> Jesse J and Juicy J are two different. If you say so. <laughs> But have you ever seen them in a room, room. room together? No, I haven't. <laughs> okay. But still, it's like DJ Khaled and Khalid. They're two different people. No, they are not. I was just listening just, to just, When one game. is behind a MacBook, he is DJ Khaled. When he's behind a microphone, he's Khalid. No, they're two different people. I just heard something recently where somebody was pronouncing his name Khaled. It made me so mad. I was like, no, it's Khalid. He is Khalid. Are you sure it wasn't me somewhere? No, it was... Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> uh, music news. Music news. It, not much happened this week. Well, no, but <laughs> if you know the difference between Khalid and DJ Khaled, yes. you might be a genius. Hey. Thank you. You're welcome. But I'm talking about a different kind of genius here. Genius, rapgenius.com, as it used to be known. Yes, currently known as Genius Media Group. This story is a follow-up story to something we reported on months and months and months ago. Yes. Uh, as Genius Media Group filed a lawsuit against Finally. Google and LyricFind, a Toronto-based lyric provider, alleging the company's ripped-off song lyrics from Genius. The lawsuit seeks at least $50 million in damages from Google and LyricFind. Quote, Defendants Google, LLC, and LyricFind have been caught red-handed misappropriating content from Genius's website, which they have exploited and continue to exploit for their own financial benefit and to Genius's financial detriment. It's according to the lawsuit filed December 3rd. In its lawsuit, Genius said it estimated that approximately 40% of lyrics for new music displayed in Google's search results feature lyrics that, quote, are being unlawfully misappropriated from Genius's website, end quote. This is something we did report on yeah. two months ago. So back when we talked about it before, we basically were saying that Genius had found this out. They basically were like, oh, we did some research, and apparently Google's been ripping us off. It wasn't that they did research, it's that they put a red yeah. herring in right. several of oh, their lyrics. right, to find the to And they tracked. copied it exactly yeah. word for word. So, yeah, now they're finally taking legal action on this, which is why this is a news story again. Uh, so we'll see what happens, but they're taking on a big, big company with Google. So They're also taking on a big topic in yeah. lyrics. 
it's interesting too because like their entire model is we're the place where you, where crowdsourced lyrics happen. Well, it's not just where the lyrics happen, but where people can go to find the meaning of said lyrics. Yeah. And so to have people basically just Google a song and find the same content that Genius has is literally like as it says, keeping money away from them. I think and it's, people never step foot on genius.com's actual URL, then genius.com doesn't get ad revenue, they don't get the clicks, they don't get anything. Well, I think it's more than that. It's that when Google pulls like their big magnifying glass inside Google, it doesn't say that it's by genius. It says right. it's by lyric find. Yeah. And I think that is their major problem, that mm-hmm. people aren't associating it with genius, uh, with rap genius or genius or whatever. <laughs> It's just genius now. Yeah, I make that joke because um, my <laughs> because my girlfriend will not let go of the fact that it used to be rap genius. I don't ever let go that it used to be rap genius. <laughs> just like it used to be, it will always be considered the block of orange. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I finally got eventually got over Honda Center because I was going there so many you times. Were forced to. I was forced to go there so many times that. On my ticket, literally said Honda Center, but yeah. it's really hard to call that thing the Arrowhead Pond. It is hard to go back. Yeah, because Arrowhead does not promote them anymore. I know. But yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's it's like... It, but yeah, it's, it's, so it's a running joke between us where I'm like, oh, well, just look it up on Genius. She's like, yeah, I'll look it up on Rap Genius. Yep, it's RapGenius.com. <laughs> Rap Genius. Uh, yeah. But hey, congratulations on your lawsuit. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I mean, you have solid evidence oh, yeah, proven. No, so. Indisputable, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean... Indisputable. Um, I'm just going to call it right now. Settled out of court for undisclosed amount. Oh, yeah, no. Google will not spend a day in court for this. All right. All right. Uh, What else is going on? What else is going on? Other um, web streaming service, Spotify. Hey! Yes. Amid a forest of decade and and year-end statistics posted by Spotify this week, Post Malone and Billie Eilish Mm -hmm. hit some notable remarks. Notable Marks. Notable Marks. Yes. Uh, not our Mark, but other Marks. Mark Zuckerberg, he's notable. Yes. Uh, highlights <laughs> include Post Malone is the most streamed artist of 2019. Yeah. With over 6.5 billion streams globally. And Billie Eilish's When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? is the most streamed album of the year. Also, Senorita by Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello is the year's most streamed song with more than 1 billion streams. That's a lot of streams. Followed closely by Billie Eilish's Bad Guy with more than 990 million streams. A song I thought would be number one on here, but isn't, Old Town Road. Yeah. As that came out this year. Yeah, I think that that was probably because most people who were discovering Old Town Road mm-hmm. were probably doing so via YouTube, not Spotify. Maybe. That's my theory on this. I think the YouTube numbers were the thing with Lil Nas X as opposed to Spotify streaming numbers. Maybe, but also note that uh, because Old Town Road had like four different versions. It's also probably divided. Divided and didn't conquer. Um, The other thing I will say about this, so these are their 2019 stats. They also put out end of decade stats as you mentioned yes uh those i didn't report on here but just in case you were curious i am curious drake was the number one streamed artist of the entire 2010s like on purpose apparently okay 
I'm guessing it's because he put out like three or four huge, gigantic albums. Oh, he put out like four double albums? <laughs> right, so that will do it. Yes. Um, I mean, also, it seemed like every time we did this, even in the yeah. back half of the year, it was, oh, Drake at number one, Drake at number right. four, Drake yeah. in the top five. And Ariana Grande uh, was the number one streamed female artist on Spotify for the decade. Hmm. Which makes sense because she's put out also like four records over the course of the, the decade and uh, she had a lot of really huge hits. Right, but just so did Taylor Swift. Yeah, but you have to keep in mind Taylor Swift wasn't on Spotify, on Spotify for most of the decade. That's right. So she probably didn't even get close. Yes. Yeah. Weird. I nearly forgot about weird that until yeah, no, I said it. She was her yeah. catalog was not Please available even up to the point where 1989 came out. It was finally available post Reputation. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, you get all of her catalog on there. So yeah, now that makes sense, fudged numbers and all. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's just a like a little ad. I know. We're ending the. End of the decade list. We're getting, we're get, yeah, we're getting there. It's it's the end of a decade. It's the end of an era. Yeah. That actually gives me ideas for um, doing a decade thing for oh, March of next year. Yeah. No, no, we're not doing an end of the decade. I'm like, I'm not ready look, for an look end of back. decade. We haven't earned that yet. No, no, no. When we do our end of the year list, it's <laughs> end of the year, not end of the yeah. decade. But yeah. we may do a decade something for March Madness. Maybe. Then you have talking season five right there. We are yeah. still in season uh, four. I did have an idea, actually, for, for, for that. Again, after podcast talk, okay. I did have an idea, kind of fleeting. But, All right. Uh, did you have any thoughts on music? Uh, I, I mean, I talked about it. Uh, the only new thing I listened to last week was the Casey Musgraves Christmas special. Okay. Um, I don't believe I listened to anything else new, so I think we're good to move on. Uh, I, I definitely to... did not listen to that Coldplay double album. There's a Coldplay double album? There was a Coldplay double album that came out. It's okay. <laughs> I know. Let's do it. Uh, there's also a, a Lady Antebellum album that came out. Oh, Can actually, I, I listened to that. Ocean? <laughs> I actually listened to that. Okay. I thought it was okay. I liked it more than their last thing. They were promoting it heavily at the Christmas, TMA Christmas. Uh, from what I could remember about it, I mean, I don't remember a whole lot about it because I listened to it once, but right. uh, it seemed like an okay record. Okay. There's, there's one song where, like, they do a, a collab with Little Big Town, and so that's, like, what? Seven, seven people? people? <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds like there's seven people fighting for that song, and I was just like, all right, this is too much. Is she passing the mic? Yeah, it, it's literally that. Literally pass the yeah, mic? <laughs> it's weird. The thing is weird, and I don't know why they decided to do that. Okay. But, yeah, besides that, it's M- Maybe to tell people, hey, we're two different people. <laughs> we're two, two different groups. Bands. Stop getting confused with each other. <laughs> this one has two ladies. The other one is one lady. <laughs> That's how you tell. Well, one is a three-person, the other one's a four, so... If you know what I mean. Yes, that's why they're a little big town. Yeah, of course. Um, what, what they do on that pontoon is up to them. <laughs> on the pontoon. All right, anyway. Uh, I listened to the Frozen soundtrack because yes, I liked it did, from the film. I saw Frozen. I saw Frozen 2. Yes, I saw Frozen as well. I saw Frozen as well, uh, and we're gonna move on. All right, all right. Two video games. Hey, we're at the end. Wow, almost. Well, uh, we have new releases. Things are still coming out in video games. Yes, including Dragon Quest Builders Two for the PC. Already out on consoles for a while. Is the PC version Mecha Warrior Five: Mercenaries for the PC. Mm-hmm. 
Darksiders Genesis for the PC mm-hmm. and not the Sega Genesis. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I thought that when I was typing it too. I was like, <laughs> and Genesis. lastly, Ancestors colon the Humankind Odyssey for the PlayStation and Xbox. This was out on PC earlier in the year to uh, mixed reviews, uh, and now it's on consoles. Okay. Uh, moving on to video game news. Yes. And one popular studio we're going to talk about is. Campo Santo. They of the Firewatch fame. Yeah. Uh, Firewatch Studio, Campo Santos, in the Valley of Gods. Yes, their uh, previously announced uh, follow-up to Firewatch. Yep. Um, has been put, quote, on hold as the studio shifts focus to other Valve projects, such as Half-Life, colon, Alex, and Dota Underlords. Campo Santo came under the Valve umbrella in 2018, and the parent studio is known for a relatively loose internal structure that allows developers to move around between projects mm-hmm. at will. In the statement to Polygon, Campo Santo co-founder Jake Rodkin explained the, de- the decision to move resources from In the Valley of Gods, which was originally announced in 2017, over to projects, chiefly the VR exclusive Half-Life colon Alex. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a follow-up to uh, when on my solo cast I talked about that they had announced Half-Life, Half-Life Alex. Alex and that it was unclear at the time whether this meant that the Campo Santo team mm-hmm. would be abandoning the previously announced Valley of the Gods. This right, or confirms, how far along they were yeah. into development. This kind of confirms that at least it still exists. It's still a project in flux, but it will not be their next thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, yeah, puts the release into question about whether we will even see it next year. I'm going to put a four-year hiatus on it, if I'm going to be Four years seems way too long. You'd think that, but... We don't know how far along they were into development. Yeah. They may come back to it with fresh ideas and may start from scratch. They may just scrap the whole thing completely, yeah. saying this was a loss. My thought about Close. it was is that scale-wise, I bet that that thing was never going to be as big as Valve wants us to think Half-Life Alex is going to be. Like, Half-Life Alex, everybody thought when it was announced, like, oh, surely that's going to be like a little VR experience, but... In the reveal trailer and the stuff they talked about last week, mm-hmm. they pretty much said, no, this is going to be a long-ass game. Like, this is a full-fledged VR game. Which We're going to make it. Think, which then makes me think, well, maybe then they do have the resources uh, to work on Valley of the Gods within a reasonable time frame because it's probably a much smaller project. Right. So I could imagine that maybe this is just a temporary hold. And I still wouldn't be surprised if they were able to put it out in some fashion by the end of next year. Yeah, but it is really hard to switch gears from going yeah. from a VR game and a Half-Life game at that <laughs> right. to something you've been working on for the past two years. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, we'll see. Valley of Gods looked really cool when they showed it at the Game Awards mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago. Speaking of the Game Awards, I believe they are this weekend. I believe you are right there this weekend. Uh, we did not do a story this year about nominations for those because I didn't it's, care. It's also uh, the Game Awards. They're online. Yeah. They're streaming. I heard a radio ad. Weird. 
Yeah, today on my way home. No, I'm just being weird. You're listening to the radio in 2019. Yeah, I don't know. Times. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I heard a radio ad for the Game Awards. It blew my mind because I didn't think they were that big anymore. Oh, they have an ad budget. Still hosted by <laughs> Jeff Keighley? Always hosted Always by Jeff Keighley. By Jeff Keighley. Thing, he's the financier <laughs> behind it. Like, if that thing wouldn't happen if he didn't pay for it, whole thing. <laughs> so yeah, of course there goes to buy yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, now he's getting all his... Uh, uh, money for appearing in uh, Death Stranding. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking real quickly. We'll talk about uh, those probably next week. Real quickly on the Game Awards. Yeah. Obviously, new trailers are supposed to be revealed yes. for it. Yes. Uh, do we know of any exclusives off the top of our heads? I haven't heard a whole lot about who's going to be there specifically, but they probably are holding the big reveals close to the the, Good the hand. So. We'll see next week. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about if there's any big announcements. I'm sure we'll we'll talk about it here on the cast next week. All right. The one the one trailer I keep here because my ear is low to the ground on this one yes. is the Kingdom Hearts Remind DLC. I can see that. Which may appear at the Game Awards in the trailer see, version. I can see a real brief trailer. Or, more likely, Jump Fiesta is also uh, happening Okay. Um, in, in the coming weeks. And it will probably appear be there because... Previous trailers for Kingdom Hearts have appeared there. Okay. So, yeah, either way, I guess you'll have some uh, Kingdom Hearts expansion details next week. Probably, most likely, a release date. Uh, Great. As we near the one-year anniversary of that game. Coming up. (laughs) I can't believe it. It's been a year. That's weird. Anyway. That game was this year. That game was this year. That game was this year. January. Yep. Uh, any, the 13th month of 2018. Huh. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, uh, let's uh, one last bit of video game news before we wrap it up here. Uh-huh. Super Mario Maker 2, 2, 2, oh, yeah. 2. Still exists. That still exists. Uh, and it's still being worked on yeah. as upcoming updates will add Link as a playable character. Yeah, this was weird. Complete with a collection of classic weapons and moves from The Legend of Zelda. The free legendary update arrives Thursday, December 5th and adds new enemies, creator tools, and a new speedrunning mode uh, using stages made by Nintendo. Accessing Link is as easy as finding the Master Sword power-up, which transforms Mario into Link. In Link form, you'll have access to the legendary Master Sword and Hillian Shield, a bow and arrow, bombs, dash attack, and down thrust. You can shoot your bow in three different directions, use bombs to get past dead ends, and use them wisely. Dead end days. And design puzzle levels around Link's unique moveset. Though the Master Sword power-up is only available in 8-bit Super Mario Brothers courses. I thought this was interesting because there have been a while where we heard nothing post-release after yeah. Super Mario Maker 2. And I thought this was a neat way to expand kind of like people's like ability uh, to create. Basically, here's a bunch of Zelda blocks to play around with. All right, it's also a new tool uh, in Link. And speedrunning mode seems boss. Mm-hmm. We might see that in January's... AGDQ. Right. Uh, I love when they do... I mean, they probably races. will, because they'll do Mario blind yeah. Mario Maker 2 races. I'm very excited. And I bet you one of the first things they're going to do is 
thrust them right into Link. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I just just here's the first level. You're automatically Link. Go. Get the Master Sword and go. Yep. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, I think that it makes me feel a little better about that game because I had thought for a while that a lot of people were disappointed with it. Mm-hmm. And so it's cool that they are at least doing some work so people remember that that game came out this year. <laughs> yes, the sequel came out this year. Yeah, because I think it will be uh, probably absent in a lot of people's year-end lists this year because just of how kind of came and went it was. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, um, do you have any video game thoughts? Uh, I finished Pokemon Shield this week. Oh. I am champion of Galar. Okay. Uh, Congratulations. I'm going to play more of it. I'm what was sh- your main? I ran my, the whole game with my uh, flying team, as I want to do. So yes. I kind of put my own challenge on it. As right. As I did with Sun and Moon. As you do. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was doable. I mean, it was tough. I mean, okay. it wasn't easy to do an old flying team. Uh Screw you, electric and rock types. Yeah. Um, but it's doable. You can do it. Um, but yeah, uh, champion was was all right. Um, I left feeling a little bit more mixed uh, than I was when I started that game. I think as you get closer to the end of that thing, a lot of the seams start showing, and you start noticing some things that maybe they could have improved upon if they had maybe put that kept that game in the oven for a few more months. Okay. It did make me wonder if those internet theorists are right about it being rushed to market. Uh, because I do think that there's just a handful of things that they could have done a little better. And it does make me interested in if they do a follow-up, like an Ultra Sun and Moon style follow-up to this next year. I want to see the kind of things that they improve on. That being said, I haven't played any of the post-game content. I understand that there's a giant uh, tower to tackle after this is over. Kind of uh, similar to the Battle Maze on in X and Y. Okay. So I'm ready to uh, to try to tackle that challenge next and see how much post-game content there is. I have 70-something Pokemon in that thing. It's ridiculous nice. how, uh, how uh, like... Did you have any trouble catching that many? So it's interesting that you say that. I was going to talk about this uh, when you've played it to kind of see what your experience with it as well. Well, we won't be talking about it until the end of the year list. But the internet, unfortunately, I wanted yes. you to finish it beforehand. I know. Uh, but yeah, uh, the internet is right that the catch rate seems to be broken in this game. Okay. It seems it's like it's way harder to catch things. Um, you can throw like even ultra balls at something that's in red health and it'll take like eight to catch it. Which has never been the case before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it seems like there's some sort of number generator in the background that's not as like generous as it used to be. From what I've re- or from what I've seen online, it wa- the game wants you or basically forcing you to stack and use status effects and yeah. weather to make catching yeah. easier. But yeah, I'm, I'm a classic. Pokemon trainer though, yes. I will just go it to red and just throw balls. So you're just gonna keep poking at it till it finally yes. happens. Keep throwing those balls. They do have something, and I I don't want to necessarily spoil this, but there is something that is given to you towards the back half of the game mm-hmm. that does improve the likelihood of catching things, okay. and that does make it a little easier. So it's almost as if they knew that there was an issue, and they did put something in the game to make. It less of an issue towards the end of the game. All right, EXP share got it. No, no, no. I know <laughs> EXP share is on it's permanently. Permanent you cannot off. turn it off. Yes, <laughs> but um, 
But yeah, so um, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, play some of the post-game content. I'll report back with if there's anything interesting in there. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much of a life that thing has beyond its main storyline, which was, like I said, kind of disappointing towards the end. So yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, overall still pretty positive about it, but maybe not as positive as a whole about it that I thought it was going to be. Well, you're definitely going to have to rank it somewhere in the yeah. end of the year. Oh, it'll be in my top five. I mean, I've had a lot of fun with that thing. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be up there. Okay. Um, I played some more Tig Biddies and Mark Sanchez. <laughs> I'm doing some more um, oh. Ultimate Madden, though. Uh-huh. Uh, I got like a bunch of like free cards. Cause I oh, had, Mutt. Mutt, yeah. Mutt mode. Yeah, Madden <laughs> Ultimate Team. Yes. Yeah. I had been <laughs> on like a month and a half, so it's like, oh... You're back. Here's yeah. five stud <laughs> cards that will severely help your team. That'd be like if I jumped Thank into you. the show right now. It'd be like, you have like 50,000 points. Yeah, it's like, oh, you missed this bonus and this bonus and this bonus <laughs> yeah. and this bonus. Like, oh, you missed like the division bonus and the World Series bonus yeah, yeah. and the All-Star Game Ooh, bonus or whatever. I jump into the show this week. <laughs> See how that goes. Yeah. I, I still haven't played since my pitcher hurt his ribs <laughs> on the first pitch of a game. <laughs> seriously? I told you about that. Damn angel staff. <laughs> seriously. They have the worst coaching. Uh, worst coaching staff ever. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're done here then, right? I think we're done here. All right. Um, so let's plug away. Thanks for joining us for the Media Boat Podcast. This was a fun one this week. Uh, probably because I'm very caffeinated out of this giant Diet Coke. It's a macho Coke. It's macho, indeed. Uh, this has been the Media Boat Podcast. Thanks for watching us live. If you watched us live, you didn't. We saw your numbers. Uh, we are live, though, on YouTube on Wednesday nights around 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, you can check us out by going to YouTube and searching Media Boat Podcast there. Find our page, like, subscribe, you know, click that bell. It's fun. You'll get notifications when we go live. It's a whole thing. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. Uh, if you also want to find us on social media, we're over there. Media Boat Podcast uh, on Facebook. Just search that and uh, find our page. Media Boat Cast is our Twitter handle. Uh, find this there. We'll have updates when we're live on there as well. If you don't want to watch us live, you also have the option of listening to us in audio-only podcast form. You can find that on most podcast services, including Apple Podcasts. Just search Media Boat Podcast and you'll find us. You can also find us playing video games like your Madden Ultimate Team on twitch.tv slash mediaboat. And last but not least, if you love us, if you want more of us, if you want us to have happy, healthy lives, consider donating to our Patreon. Yes, we're on Patreon at patreon.com slash mediaboat. Go there, donate as little as a dollar a month, even that small minute amount, a fraction of a coffee. Even that small dollar can help us make things better and help. Uh, and we'll go to hosting this podcast. So uh, consider donating today. Patreon.com slash MediaBoat. It'll also podcast. give you an exclusive episode yeah. of your choosing. Yeah, we'll figure that out when it happens. Yeah. But it hasn't happened yet in four years. So please consider. And then uh, le- uh, also you can... Um, oh, I missed one and I just... Twitch.tv, MediaBoatCast, Facebook, Oh, yeah, Twitter, you can email us email if you'd us. like to uh, give us feedback, ask questions that we could read on the air, whatever you want to do, uh, email us at gmail.com. 
Mediabowpodcast at gmail.com. Gmail.com backslash mediabowpodcast. <laughs> that's, that's not how it works. That's, that's not how, not how that works. All. So yeah, that'll be it for this week's Media Boat Podcast. Catch us next week for another episode. We'll be back with more live things, yes. more thoughts, more news, more... Reviews. As we hurdle towards the end of 2019 and the end of the decade. Alright, so let's quickly talk about what we're going to plan. And we'll have that plan with you next week. Alright. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye.